<laughs> Somebody asked me to join, and I don't remember who that was, but I really enjoyed it. And uh, it was breakfast, so he had to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> it, was, it was good. Are you a morning person? Yes. Very really? early morning. The earlier, the better. Really? Yeah. So is that like is was that like the jumping off point? Oh, it's oh it's breakfast. It's morning time. I'm yes. already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but I go to bed early too, so we're gonna have to be out of here in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> up, up and gone. Uh, well, how many how many years were you in Rotary for? Do you like? I mean, I know you said it's been a while since you've been in, but was it oh, like a decades of service to be type of? Six or seven years. Okay, maybe so I, longer, but it was a long time. Mm-hmm. And then did it lead into and, and connect to other activities mm-hmm. long term? And maybe the other activities led me to Rotary because I was volunteering all over the place. And Rotary had a different take. You know, mm-hmm. it was community oriented, but uh, it was different than going basically to a meeting meeting. And mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed it. And these were adults, not mm-hmm. kids. So... It, it worked out well. So was a lot of your volunteering before Rotary focused on children? Yes. Okay. Well, what were you, what were you doing then? Basically scouting. Oh, uh, the Girl Scouts. Uh-huh. And I might say I'm a lifetime member of the Girl Scouts of the USA. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of time, years, with Girl Scouts and the cookies mm-hmm. and troop leader. At one time, I had two... Um, brownie troops that had 30 girls each in it so it was quite challenging but lots of fun (laughs) was it always the same 30 girls throughout the course of or did you always did you like would you get a different mix of uh it basically were was a different um group i'm trying to think uh because we changed each year well you know, you had brownies, juniors, and went up. So most of the time, though, it was the same girls. Okay. And that was good. Still a lot of the, a lot of girls that have grown up into women that. Oh, yes, <laughs> that I don't recognize. And then, well, Miss Corrine, you had me in brownies over at Springmore School. And I say, what? Who are you? <laughs> say, oh, my God, you've grown up. <laughs> it's still nice to see them with, uh, they have to identify themselves because mm-hmm. they are very beautiful young ladies and quite talented and community-oriented. So. Well, now they're at the point where they're going, well, can you remember me? Because here's a picture of my daughter that looks like <laughs> oh, I did back. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, so it, did, was, this, uh, was this mainly because of Zanetta that, that you were involved in Girl Scouts, or were you doing Girl Scouts before or after or no, all I, around? I had no idea <laughs> until she started uh-huh. as a brownie. And as she came home and she said that, Mom, I want to be a brownie. And I said, you are a brownie. What are you talking about? <laughs> and we just laugh. We laugh about that now. Uh, but I didn't know it was a scouting program. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I told her I'd go to the school and find out about it. And it was wonderful. Uh, lots of opportunities uh, for her. And teaching and the, the, um, the badges. Oh, my gosh. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. 
And we also did Boy Scouts. Uh-huh. But I would rather have, oh, my gosh, 600 girls and five boys because those <laughs> boys are, ooh, they were something. They were busy. We had to give them playtime and all that, and they had to climb trees and all that. But the girls were just ready to go do what was you know, plan for them to do. <laughs> and that's something I imagine is stuck through to today still. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, that is where I jump into, if I can make it work the right way here. Uh, the introduction for episode 99 of the WTF Carbondale podcast, where we talk to interesting people about their interesting lives and tie it all back to this little old place we call home, Carbondale, Illinois. And an interesting life, no doubt, one of Corrine McDaniel. Thank you. Who? Okay. okay so do you do you have do you have people come up to you and and talk to you as if you're a townie Carbondale born and raised? Now, I'm not to say that after many years of being in Carbondale mm-hmm. that you're not a Carbondale yeah. <laughs> town. I don't think that ninety percent of them know that I wasn't born and raised here because we've been here. Oh, I say we. See, there's my husband there. Uh-huh. But uh, we've been in, I have been in Carpendale, oh my gosh, probably close to 60 years. Yeah. Maybe. And that's a very long time. What, what, do you remember what brought you here? School. It was school? I was here on a scholarship uh, at SIU. And uh, that led me to. A lifetime here in in, in, in Carpendale. <laughs> and I enjoy it. I yeah. love being here. I I like this place. I like this city. That's healthy. Yes. To yeah. where where I mean cuz people come from all over the world and fall in love with this place, mm-hmm. right? It's it's not like people just come from one place mm-hmm. to here and then all of a sudden oh, it's just like it's just a good kind of, I mean it's you can come from 6000 miles away. Yes. And Carbondale can be the place that you're just meant to be. <laughs> yes, and I think that may be um, a good phrase because I think this is where I was meant to be yeah. here in Carbondale. But I did find a husband here, so <laughs> therefore I stayed forever. <laughs> do you do you remember the story of 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 you and Milton meeting the same way that Milton remembered the story of you two meeting? Almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little difference in there, but not too much. <laughs> but uh, uh, I was in school, and uh, um, he would come out on campus. But he didn't tell you that all the uh, misunderstandings that we had. One was, <laughs> I didn't know he was in high school. Oh, what? You know, oh, oh, no, 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 no. When we met, he was in high school. <laughs> I did his government for him. So he didn't tell that part of it. But it was wonderful. And uh, he used to come out to uh, the university and see. Uh, I understood it to be, I remember uh, Old Main. Uh-huh. And I don't think he thought we were meeting at Old Main. I used to sit there on the steps and wait on him. Uh-huh. And uh, and that's actually where he proposed to me. But I said, okay, if you show up on time, the next time I'll marry you. 
He was always late. Always. <laughs> Anybody that know him know it's that way to this day. He never shows up for anything on time. There's, uh, he say there is standard time and Eastern and go through all of it. And then it's Milton's time. <laughs> and that's what he goes by is his time. But um, uh, those during that time was absolutely wonderful. And uh, he promised me a whole lot of things. And uh, he has taken care of all of them. And one, he said, if you marry me, I promise I'll give you all the things you need and half the things you want. <laughs> so I've been spending the rest of my life trying to th take these things that I want to make it a need so I can get it. But, uh, or at least ask for double of the things that you want, <laughs> yeah. and you'll get exactly. <laughs> yeah. But he has been very, very good. It, it, it was the best thing that has happened to me is to uh, marry him. And we're not just saying that because he's right next here <laughs> no. sitting in a chair like that. Well, I'll tell anybody that. It was, uh, of course, I couldn't stand him but when we first met, but, you know, I think he may have mentioned uh, when he did the interview that he had two cars. He did have two cars, beautiful cars. And the way I got involved was that uh, his best friend dated my sister. Uh -huh. So... Uh, Stevie wanted uh, somebody to go out with Milton, so he asked my sister Mildred to ask me to go out. Uh huh. Oh God, could not stand him. Didn't he wanted to be the Bachelor of the Year? <laughs> you know, and he was dating some girl. I won't call her name. <laughs> but he was, and all the stuff he was going to do, and well, that changed within a year. Did you, so my, my wife does this to me. She will tell me, oh, I knew when we first met. Mm -hmm. And I, and she goes, you didn't have a clue, but I knew. Well, <laughs> he may have had a clue, but I didn't. <laughs> I did not want anything to do with him because of his being a bachelor of the year. And he was going with this girl and that's all he talked about was her. And I really didn't want to hear it. You know, I, I wasn't thinking about him, so. <laughs> and then, oops, it was the rest of your life. Yes. <laughs> yes, the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there's, there's the African American Museum of, yes. of Southern Illinois yes. that, is, that is something that you two are known together as. Now, was there any project early on in your relationship or marriage or what have you that like kind of set the pace for the way that you two have worked together on things throughout the course of your life together? Well, I'm not so sure I can really think of anything right offhand, but uh, when I was in Rotary, we worked together because he went shopping with me to buy uh, the toys for the kids. Mm -hmm. And we end up sometime down in Cape and in Paducah buying <laughs> these toys and then come back and sack them up. And, uh, and, and, and the Rotarians was always there to help. Yeah. But uh, I'm not so sure that they had smaller kits. We did. Uh -huh. So we knew what to purchase for them. And it was a good time. But mostly everything that we have done, it's been together. Yeah. And uh, it continues to be that way now. <laughs> for, for better and for worse till death do you well, part well that's, that's what he said that's right mm -hmm. yes 
Oh, I love it. I love it. The um, so you you talked about uh, getting into getting into business and and mm-hmm. owning and running a salon was was business and entrepreneurship something that you had always had an interest in leading up to when you when you first opened up for business or was it just kind of no. like a <laughs> well I had uh, worked uh, at the university. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was working midnights, got tired of it. And then I just, I decided that I wanted to own a beauty salon. Yeah. I didn't want to work in one. <laughs> you I just own wanted it. to own it. <laughs> and then I got to thinking that if something happened with one of the clients, I wouldn't know if they were telling me the truth or not, whether, you know, this product took her hair out or not take her hair out <laughs> so I thought I'd better go to cosmetology school uh-huh. so I went to cosmetology school and my teacher oh I love her dearly uh, Sandy Monahan. she has since passed away but I will remember her forever <laughs> and uh, she, I told her I wanted to build a salon oh no you got to work for somebody for four five years before you get your own salon no no Miss Monahan, I'm going to build me a salon and she kept telling me I wasn't <laughs> that I needed to work for somebody I said after all those years all I have is uh, uh, receipts uh-huh. I want something that I can call mine yeah and sure enough talked to my husband and he's always been supportive yeah so uh, we built uh, a salon and uh, uh, we had one of the top-notch salons from between here in Chicago it was the chairs reclined and everything it was just nice nice and we had a very good clientele uh, even though most people didn't think we did. Mm-hmm. And how's she going to pay for that building down there? Ain't no cars, <laughs> at, ain't no cars at her house. I heard that's a lot. Oh, and then they started taking bets as how long I was going to have the salon open. They didn't realize that I lived next door. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to drive to work. Yeah. But I start driving to work. So they at least know that my car was there, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it, it worked out. It worked out. We have some wonderful, wonderful clients. And to this day, uh, some of them, I uh, have been uh, when they see me, and then actually in the museum mm-hmm. we had these uh, young people to come in. Miss Corrine, you remember me? Um, I am so sorry. No, <laughs> you gave me my first haircut. <laughs> what? Who are you? <laughs> you know, tall guy. You know, and he told me his name, and I just hugged him. But. That's because we had a good relationship yeah. uh, there, and uh, it was it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful, and they still everybody called me Miss Corrine, Miss Corrine, Miss Corrine. <laughs> Everything with the older people call me Miss Corrine, and I said that sounds like uh, a name that's not so nice, you know, Miss Corrine. Uh-huh. And then uh, uh, my husband said it's because they respect you, they call you Miss Corrine. I mean, ladies uh, that were 80, 85 years old calling me Miss Corrine. And I'm calling them by Miss, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, it, was, it was just a great time, great time. So I had that in mind of being a, a, 
uh, owning a beauty salon, mm-hmm. and then I worked in it, and I worked in it, and I worked in it. <laughs> and, and you worked in it, and you mm-hmm, worked in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Milton would come over and keep me company sometime, you know. Uh, and then um, my granddaughter, Marlene, oh, one of the <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a, a friend. Uh-huh. Uh I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call her first name Brenda. Uh, absolutely wonderful. And Brenda and I was in the salon together. Mm-hmm. Brenda's white. I'm African American, and uh, she was a bit concerned about her clients coming over to Northeast Carbondale. And no <laughs> yeah, problem yeah. at all. No problem <laughs> at all. We had such a good time. But it was really funny because our granddaughter came home with this friend, and. Uh, she got off the bus with her. The bus parked, I mean, uh, drove up right in front of the salon. And she came in, and she had Melusa with her. We didn't know who Melusa was. And Melusa, she was just talking to her, uh-huh. just like she was there in person. And then I looked at Brenda. Brenda looked at me, and the client started looking like, oh, who is she talking to? <laughs> well, she was talking to her friend, Melusa. Mm-hmm. And it was her imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've not known anyone to have an imaginary friend. But <laughs> Marlene had this imaginary friend. Uh-huh. And she stayed around for quite a while. And then, um, oh, maybe a year or two, then Melissa went to California. She never came back. And that was so disappointing. But I guess Marlene had gotten past that period where she needed this imaginary friend. Uh-huh. So Melissa just left, went to California. <laughs> Marlene hasn't spoken about going to California to see, Malu- see Melissa, but, you know, that was so funny. We laughed about that for a month of Sundays, you know, because we was always wondering, how long is Melissa going to be around? Is Melissa coming back? You know, <laughs> but it was, we had a lot of fun at the salon. It was great. And we had our Friday evening nightmare. Oh, God. Three ladies, we called them. Everybody wanted their hair done at the same time. So was it came, every Friday? Every Friday they came and get their hair done. It was horrible. Oh, no. It was wonderful. <laughs> Everybody sit around and wait until they came in because they carried on such foolishness. Uh-huh. You know, and it was just lots and lots and lots of fun. So we're going to have to get together with that Friday evening nightmare and some other friends. <laughs> Do they know that's what you call them? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, all right. Oh, yeah, we call them Friday evening nightmare. And, you know, one of them lived in Ducoin, and the other two live right here in Carpendale. They're still here in Carpendale. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was fun. It was it was fun. And uh, we, we, we need a reunion. That's what we need of all those people that used to come in uh, come in the salon did you did you understand the importance of building memories when you started the salon is that something you carried into it or is that something that you learned along the way no I wanted to make some money (laughs) that's what I wanted to do and I wanted to have a top-notch place and actually I didn't really want to do hair Mm -hmm. give me your hands and give me your feet Mm -hmm. I was in my element when I did your feet and I did your hands Uh that's what I enjoyed doing and to this day, I enjoy your feet and your hands. And, oh, my gosh, that's what I wanted. That's why I wasn't worried about hair until I realized that somebody told me, you know, uh, this relaxer took the hair out, this 
perm, took the hair out. I wouldn't have known what they were talking about. So yeah. that's why I went to school. And going to school, I learned uh, pedicures and manicures. And that's where my loyalty kind of lied was in those. Huh. Well, that's interesting to know. <laughs> that just that, Most like... people don't know that, so that's something new. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that could be a fundraiser for the museum one day. <laughs> just like, come get a 10-minute pedicure. Oh, yes. from... <laughs> <laughs> and probably my uh, uh, seasoned clients would be the first one in line and would <laughs> you fit if they weren't first, you know. I haven't had a pedicure like this in <laughs> oh, years. And that's what they would say. That's what they would say. And uh, the mind to uh, massage their hands. Oh my gosh, wax them. It was it was great. So when I, did when did you when did you finally retire from the from the salon? You have to ask my husband because I don't remember. All right, Milton. When did <laughs> when did when did she when did she finally retire from the salon? Two thousand five. Now I know why I retired. Why did you retire? Because I was taking my granddaughter to the bus, uh-huh. not, not Marlene and Melusa, uh-huh. uh, Sheridan, and I failed. I missed a step, and I broke oh, no. the fingers on my right hand, so I could not work, and it took a while. Uh, I was in therapy for about eight months, Wow. and then, um, and I was wanting to retire. I really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had a lot of mature clients, and most young people don't want mature clients. Yeah. And uh, in school, we called them our bread and butter clients, that mm-hmm. they would be there come hell or high water. <laughs> and they were, mm-hmm. you know, and that's who you kind of depended on because, you know, these older people, what's going to be there. And they came once a week to get their hair done. And uh, it was very, very exciting. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed them, and I think that they enjoyed me, the reason they, keep, they kept coming back and coming back. <laughs> it's good service and Yes. Conversation. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so how many, how, many, how many grandkids total then? We have five. Five grandkids. Five grandchildren, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And um, we enjoy them so much. And, uh, you know, we were foster parents. Okay. And, um, and we were foster parents uh, because of that need uh, in the community to have somebody to take care of the kids once they were uh, an award of the state. Yeah. So we decided that, well, we had a big house. We, it didn't matter. We just take these kids. And... Um, we did, and then when once we had started having grandkids, then we stopped being foster parents because the grandkids was taking up a lot more time <laughs> than we thought that we would be able to share yeah. with the foster children. How many? How many do you? I mean, give or take. I mean, did you have just a handful of foster children oh, throughout no, the years, or was it? A, we had a lot of foster lot. children, and you know what? They come back and they visit to this day. Oh, that's great. And most of them I know. Milton knows them all. Yeah. By name, you know where they <laughs> came from, and uh, once they tell me, Miss Corrine, this is, and I, oh my God, look at you! You grew up, <laughs> and they always tell us that the best thing that happened to them was to be in our home. Yeah. And that that to this day make us feel very very good, very mm-hmm. good, and they're doing 
pretty well. Is so. there anything that you think that you did other than just be yourselves for these kids? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I think it was just uh, being ourselves and loving them. Yeah. And I think that they saw the love in the house. Yeah. Uh, that uh, it was okay. I remember one of though, <laughs> Milton went up to Alton, I think, and got him. And he, we got him, and they told us, well, now, don't be surprised if he doesn't sleep. Well, <laughs> you know, he came in, and he wasn't going to sleep because, and I said, okay, so why won't you go to sleep? Because there are ghosts in the house. <laughs> and there's no ghosts in the house. What do you mean a ghost in the house? <laughs> there are ghosts in the house. I, I said, just a minute, we got a flashlight. We got on our hands and knees, and we looked under every last bed. <laughs> we looked in the closet. And we looked anywhere possible for to make him understand there were no ghosts in the house. Uh-huh. And then he wouldn't wake up the next morning. I called the department to tell them that he would not wake up. He would not get up. And they said, well, what did you do? And I said, well, we didn't do anything. Well, you had to do something because he don't sleep at night. I said, well, when he came, we just showed him there were no ghosts in the house. And then she said, oh, that's it. He was comfortable. He felt safe that uh-huh. there was no ghost in the house. And he finally got up and, oh, gosh, we were happy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and we didn't have any more problems with him thinking that there was a ghost in the house. So, uh, And uh, we, we, we read about him on Facebook, uh, uh-huh. you know, kind of keep up with him a bit. But... Uh, and we, he did a big red when he was in school. The dog, you remember the big red dog? Clifford, yeah. We still have a picture of that that he drew when he was in kindergarten. Uh, mm-hmm. yes. That is oh, that is such a heartwarming story, <laughs> Kareen. Ah! Well, we, we, we've had, we have been very blessed, very blessed. And I say we've had a good life. Yeah. We, and... Uh, you know, we have we know who to give thanks to, and that's what we do. And uh, uh, it comes back, and and we are actually givers, you know. And it comes back in some form. Yeah. You know, if you give a dollar, you think you're gonna get two back. It don't work that way. <laughs> you know, you give a dollar, maybe you have good health, but you have given and you have received. Yeah. So you don't, and if you give thinking that you're going to get something really back, back, you may not get anything at all because, uh, and that's why we are kind of cautious about people yeah. uh, wanting to pay us and keep saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, one time is enough. You're trying to keep my, get my blessings away from me. Yeah. And that's what I say all the time. No, no, one time is good. <laughs> and you don't have to tell a soul, uh-huh. you know. Just keep it to yourself and it'll be fine. And we receive our blessings, and uh, we are so thankful for that. Very so, thankful. So that gives me a transition point into politics. Uh-oh. Because that's... that's <laughs> All right. Right, but, but, that's, but that's a way about keeping your nose clean and still, like, staying on track for, like, pursuing the greater good is mm-hmm. that you tell people, listen... You know, it's you. You can ask me for what you need, or give me what you need that you think I'm going to go do something with, right? But you set a boundary in there with people. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's here's where I go to for you mm-hmm. when we need to get something done. Mm-hmm. But if you think that we're going beyond this point, you're wrong. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Yeah, and I enjoyed being on a city council. Yeah. Oh, my stars. I really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, they, when it came a time that I thought my, my service was no longer needed, uh -huh. then I knew it was time to go. And I wanted to leave the council on a high. Yeah. You know, that people remembered the <laughs> things that I did and helped to uh, get accomplished rather than, oh, my God, you know, she was on there up 10 years and she didn't do nothing, you know, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's easier for them to remember the bad things than it is to remember uh, the good things that you have done. So I, uh, I knew when it was time for me to leave. <laughs> and I, I enjoy, I still enjoy talking about it, and, and I still have some of the minutes that I find <laughs> just hanging oh around. Oh my God! We did what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's it's good. When when did you first? When were you first elected? When did you first join the? A long council? time ago. Yeah, yeah you're like, I, <laughs> I, I remember the Facebook post that the city put out a couple of weeks ago that said you served for thirteen years. Thirteen years, years yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it was uh, uh, three terms. And uh -huh. then uh, oh, one year after uh, Mayor Fritchler left, oh, okay. yeah. I was appointed to uh, fill Don Monte's spot. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why it's, it's an even number like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Works out well. It did. Oh. It did. What are, are, is, there, is there anything that sticks out in your mind as a memory from, from all the years of <laughs> the main thing that I remember most and I think has served, will continue to serve the city, and that's having the city council size changed. And, and I, that's something that I think I talked to Jeff Doherty about uh -huh. when we did his podcast uh, mm -hmm. This past election cycles, he talked about that change mm -hmm. from that that there couldn't get a push through for the the ward system, uh -huh. but that a compromise on the ward system was an increase in the size of council. Mm -hmm. Me, <laughs> <laughs> I am responsible for that. Mm -hmm. So how how did you how did you navigate that? What was what was getting that in place like? Oh, it's such a great feeling. But don't ask me any more details. <laughs> All right. That's fine. That's fine. I'll and take that. you know that. why? Because I don't remember them. Yeah, I yeah. don't mind saying I don't remember. That's been a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Uh, but I know that I did it. And, it, you know, you can go back and read the minutes and, and find out a few things leading up to it and all. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. And uh, uh, I didn't mind... Um, uh, being a councilman under Jeff, yeah, I I enjoyed it. He was he was very good. So. Awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's you know, so some people you know just don't don't quite get the style of government that Carbondale operates mm -hmm. under in mm -hmm. that in that you know uh, yeah. city manager the, well, yeah. mayor council. <laughs> yes, and uh, uh, the city manager is basically who takes care of the city yeah you know uh and the mayor has a great deal of influence and uh can do a lot of things and actually the mayor uh the city manager reports to the mayor so you know you still got that uh relationship there but i tell you 
uh, the city manager knows who's in charge, and the mayor knows who's in charge. And it's the and people. And wanted to say, no, that <laughs> you're not going to have any problems whatsoever. Yeah. You know, it'll, it'll be just fine. And uh, that's the way that it was as far as I'm concerned. It was so, just fine. So you would have spent some overlapping time having the salon and being on council at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was okay. Yeah. That was okay. Oh, yeah. That was okay. But did, did, you have, did you have folks that would come in and gab city business with you all? getting your hair done or did you was the no, was the salon I, kind of a no politics I was, no policy um i think that my clients and the ones that come into the salon knew me quite well yeah and don't you think that i'm going to tell you something that i shouldn't tell you don't <laughs> think i'm going to say something that you will uh repeat that i said later uh-huh. and if you want to know the goings on the ins and the outs tune in <laughs> yeah you know and then you can come up and ask the question you know uh you can ask me uh when is so-and-so gonna be on when it's this gonna be on the city council agenda yeah you know and if i know i'll tell you but as far as closed session and all of, don't you even think about asking me anything <laughs> because it's just not gonna happen yeah and uh they knew that and i think uh by the conversations that we had in the salon with the, you know, Friday evening nightmare. We didn't have too much time to uh, do things that we shouldn't have been involved in. Uh-huh. <laughs> they came in and you had to work. Oh, well, we worked our mouth. That's what we did. All the stuff that was going on, you know, and uh, the laughing. And, oh, my gosh, it was, it was, it was quite exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, because – I mean, really, all these things, judging, so because you had, so 97 was the first iteration of the African American Museum. Yeah. So it was, so there was, there was museum, mm-hmm. and there was salon, and mm-hmm. there was council, mm-hmm. and there, was that around the time where, where some grandbabies started to come into the scene, too, uh, or? Oh, that was a little later. 99. 99. Uh, 90, so everything yeah. was all getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a and busy see, time. Brenda, my best friend, she uh, was one of the charter members of the African-American Museum uh-huh. because I pulled her in there, and she <laughs> helped a great deal. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was really nice. And uh, I, I say Brenda and I used to go to her shows all the time, and we stop and buy a lottery ticket, and we would spend <laughs> all the millions of dollars going to Chicago, Bloomington, or whatever, and I would be driving and Brenda be spending the money. And uh, by the time we got there, we didn't have a penny. <laughs> Coming back, we do the same thing. When we got back to Carmendale, we did not have one penny. We gave all the money away. Uh-huh. But we had a good time spending it, you know. And, and I don't think we ever won 50 cents. But we spend millions and millions of dollars Up going here. to those shows. Yes, And it kept us alert and active you know and uh, because most of the time we went early morning and when we got back it was late night so we had to have something to keep us busy (laughs) thinking and dreaming oh yes yes but we always help people always always help people and uh, I think that that may be some of uh the reasons why we are who we are yeah. is because we are givers. 
we want to help we want to assist and if you need help you just call and whatever <laughs> we can do and I think Milton mentioned that lady that had the baby had her daughter coming home uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember it I remember it I remember it and you know what you don't complain you don't fuss Somebody called him at 2 o'clock in the morning because their furnace won't work, you know. The best part about it, I don't have to go. <laughs> He's the one that gets up and go, you know. And then, oh, you finally made it back home. What time is it, you know. And he is tired, but he has done a service, uh, something that he was called to do, and that was to be a servant. And we see ourselves as being servants. Yeah. We are called to do certain things and we don't complain we just do the best that we can do now have you and i and i don't know which where where you where you worship at or what church you go to but have you always been worshiping at the at the same church for as long uh, as you've been here or do you no no <laughs> uh we we used to be at the new zion missionary baptist church uh-huh. and uh we left there 10 years ago I got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago, and we are now at uh, Boscadel. And uh, really? the white church on the hill. Yeah. Uh, family church. Mm-hmm. We enjoy it. And, oh, my gosh, they are so wonderful. And it's basically a family church. Yeah. And we joined because of the uh, community service and missionary work that they do. Uh-huh. And so now we are part of that. And uh, my granddaughter, oh, my two granddaughters were baptized in that church. Uh-huh. I, I, I started to say uh, uh, Marlene was baptized in the church, but no, uh, uh, Sheridan was baptized in the church first. Mm-hmm. And then Marlene was baptized there. So it's, it's good. We, everybody is so nice. It's a good family church. And you need anything, they're there. And they help us with the museum. They help us with Sandy in the Park. And um, it's, it's a blessing to be there with them. And uh, my, now Milton, he won't miss a Sunday. He <laughs> will not miss a Sunday. And every now and then I'll miss a Sunday. I hate to miss, but sometimes I can't help it. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's wonderful. Is it's Pastor wonderful. Combs still? He retired. Really? The nerve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has retired, but he still comes, and uh, he feel, he's filling in on some Sundays until we get a pastor. We haven't gotten one yet. Okay. But, uh, you know, the Lord will give us what we need when we need it. So when it's time for us to get another pastor, we will. But he, matter of fact, he was there yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And we had another pastor that was uh, bringing a message. But he and Sue were there yesterday, so I think it's in his blood <laughs> that uh, that church. So well, I uh, the thing. my my I grew up going to Boskydale. Mm-hmm. So the first 16, 18 years of my life, give or take, mm-hmm. are rooted in Boskydale. Rolling down that hill, <laughs> run, running through those woods back there. Oh, oh my, my gosh! gosh. Yes. Um, yes. So so I remember. It, mm-hmm. it would be after church, and I cannot. Her name started with an E. It was not Evie because that was Zach's grandma's name. It was not Eileen, Irene. I it it was an E. Effie. 
Effie. Oh, yeah, Effie. Thank, Thank you, you Milton. <laughs> we said the same time. Thank F- you. Effie. Yeah, it was Effie. Mm-hmm. It was Effie. I, and she still plays the piano. Huh? She still plays the piano. Well, no, so it may not be Effie, because this this is a woman who's who's long since passed. She would have oh, passed okay. many, many years ago. But but Effie is also a name that I remember. I tell you, they probably I... were related. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing, because uh, it's, a, it's a history there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very no, the, the, the Stearns is, and the, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't remember all of the family names. Yeah. Blipes, the, there yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Um. Cox's. <laughs> The Coxes, Cox, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 a lot uh, uh, that's there, and uh, I think the church is 115 years, uh, give or take. It's 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 an old church, but it's a new church because they are accepting. Oh, no, not they. We <laughs> <laughs> we are acceptance to people wanting to come in. We yeah. don't care. You know, if you want to come in and give praise, you just come in and give praise. And uh, you don't have to dress up in Sunday's best. You can come as you are because we shouldn't be looking at what you're wearing. Yeah. We should be looking at your heart and what you are wanting to accomplish and what you need and how we can best help serve you. So it's, it's, a, it's a very, very good church. Very good church. It's good to hear. Mm-hmm. I, I remember... As a kid, some of the one one of the things that sticks out in my mind most, we had a we had Pastor Bob for for oh, several years. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a puppeteer. Oh yes, and a ventriloquist. Yes, he was. <laughs> we got to meet him, and uh, he would bring that puppeteer out at vacation Bible school uh-huh. and other times. And oh, and he was really good too. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. He was. Yes. You know, he was. You know, if it had been that that back in the day, it would have been America's Got Talent level. <laughs> he could have been a star. Yes, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, you've now now I've got memories all <laughs> rushing back in. I, so I'm I'm 32 now, which means you know 22 years ago, mm-hmm. give or take. At the we we spent you know again would have been you know 11, 12, whatever. We we spent. The, the new millennium changeover. That was we we spent mm-hmm. the the night up there at at Bosque Dell mm-hmm. when when ninety nine became two thousand oh. and we were all scared of what happens when the computers yeah. don't yes. know how to change Oh over. gosh, that was a biggie. Everybody <laughs> was afraid because we just know it wasn't going to turn. And then what happened? If it, I remember that. <laughs> Gosh, didn't want to go to bed. <laughs> Can you fun. imagine if we had that same scare now with all these phones that we carry around oh in our pockets? Gosh. We were afraid of what happens when the computer that we left at home was going to go on the fritz, let alone the one that we carry around in on our, our person. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my! I am, I am so, I am so glad to hear that there is a, that there is a certain level of energy, and welcomeness and longevity to. Bosky Dell. It is. It is. And uh, and like I say, we I joined because of the outreach, the missionary work they do, mm-hmm. and community service. It's just, and probably most churches do those things. Uh huh. Um, and I hope that they are. But uh, and we have missionaries that we sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just 
good. It's feel, it makes you feel good that you have helped somebody, you know. And uh, you don't have to pull eye teeth yeah. to help somebody, you know. <laughs> and um, I'm one of the... Um, Mm, can't think of it. But anyway, to help identify people that need um, service, help in the community. Uh-huh. And we, we do it. Uh, we just do it. And there seems to be uh, every now and then, you know, you're going to get somebody that needs some help. Yeah. Or there's going to be some kind of tragedy that you want to contribute to yeah. to help ease that burden on the family, you know. And uh, Boscadel is a great place. I'm just, I'm glad to hear this. To um, lend that helping hand. Don't say a word. And now that I've said Boscadel, because most people <laughs> don't know what Boscadel do, uh-huh. we just do it. Yeah. And uh, uh-huh, I'll probably get a call. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... The Lord give you what you need. When hey, you I might, it. I might, I might, I might tug on your ear before you walk out this door, <laughs> Karina. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> but you know, I still I can't say enough about Boscadel. Well, and this is you know I I do these these podcasts and these conversations for mm-hmm. for me personally, right? Mm-hmm. I. I I do them on on one sense for for the general public to just mm-hmm. have this very personal retelling mm-hmm. of uh, a, a modern living history of Carbondale mm-hmm. through the stories of folks that are here and now that are that we can approach and talk to and engage with. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side, but I, I get I get a story like this where it relates back so like closely for me, mm-hmm. right? And I and I I had I had no idea. I had no expectation that this was like the groundswell of emotion that was going to hit me in our conversation, <laughs> Corrine. But it's just yeah. like, I mean, it's, it, it's, it is a core part of my being, something that was mm-hmm. part of my life for, you know, at this point, as at I'm age 32, let's say conservatively, you know, I, I quit going to that church when I was 16, right? That's half of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in in that space and in, mm-hmm. in different ways and mm-hmm. taught me lessons for good or, or bad I mean oh, there yeah. was there was a time there for a couple of years where the church had some struggles after pastor Bob but f- before pastor Combs and it mm-hmm. was not a, not an easy time but mm-hmm. but to hear to hear this that the church has over the years continued oh yeah on on the yes. path and oh yes yes uh, and it's it's absolutely wonderful and very very caring and by George if you miss a Sunday Milton usually tell him why I'm not there because I know (laughs) there's going to be a call or two or three you know just to check to see if I am okay yeah you know and that's what it is and and they mind their own business that's a good thing, you know. <laughs> they're not in your business. Yeah. They just want to know that you're okay, yeah. if they can do anything to help you, you know, and uh, and that's as it should be. That's is it a, is it still the main sanctuary and then a little hallway uh, into the, the smaller space where they do some children, some... Mm-hmm. Yes. And then mm-hmm. the upstairs rooms on the, the other uh, yeah, side. Yeah, that's where we have... Uh, um, uh, 
Vacation Bible School. I can mm-hmm. smell it as we talk about it, Corrine. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can. Yes. Because it's, it's, it's oh, just Oh, we a, had a potluck yesterday. Uh, downstairs, uh, okay. I no, know. No. I said yesterday. Today it's Tuesday. <laughs> yesterday, oh, day Monday. No, today's Monday. Oh, yeah. see, I don't know. <laughs> That's close enough. Uh, yeah, we had a potluck yesterday. You should have smelled the aroma coming up the stairs. Uh, it was good. And I can just, mm-hmm. I can remember us rushing downstairs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. As as we and and boom 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 boom, <laughs> and then we mm-hmm. bust through, and then there's somebody that's been in there for two or three hours already cooking, and now mm-hmm. we can smell it and the the mm-hmm. taste of of fruit oh. punch or orange juice or oh some sort gosh. of yes. it's all yes. ah. <laughs> well, I, I hate to say that, but once you start smelling that food, uh huh, you think okay now. He's not going to be too long preaching, is he? Because we are ready to get that. And there's some excellent cooks there, too. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh, yes. Very good cooks. Oh, the desserts are wonderful. And all that go back for the love of, you know. They love everybody, enjoy, and we sit and talk, have a good time, finish and washing it. Now, one thing has changed. Uh-huh. We don't always use glass plates anymore. I <laughs> know. <laughs> and that's, uh, that may have happened a year ago because uh-huh. uh, it was washing the dishes after the potluck. Uh-huh. So now we have some very nice uh, paper plates. Nice. But the silverware is still silverware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. Uh, so next time we have a potluck, I'm going to think about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Oh, mm-hmm. That's wonderful. That is uh, I wasn't ready for that much memory all in one <laughs> shot here, but that is that is oh. raw, like mm-hmm. raw memory for me. Well, Just thinking through it, it's good. And see, it had an effect on you because you remember. Yeah. And you were smiling. Yeah. And you were feeling good about it, so yep. it was a good time for you. Well, and I, and I still think of I still think of all of us kids, mm-hmm. Matt and Dan and Zach and. Tim and uh, oh my God, Ginger's kids and just the the whole where where everybody is and we're all very different mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. right? But there's mm-hmm. there's something innately good in all of the kids that I can remember that we're all now adults, mm-hmm. right? And and just what you know what what that church. Meant Matt, to yes. the goodness of us, yes, as yes, kids, yes, yes, you know, ah, and that's when you know it's a good church, yeah, uh, because the memories that you have, uh, and they all are basically good memories, and you can't help but smile about, and some of the things you got away with that they you thought that you were getting away with, and then you find out <laughs> ten years later you really didn't get away with it. Uh-huh. They knew it all the time, you know. So it, it's just it's wonderful. Oh, goodness, I just got to take I just got to take a breath in <laughs> right now. I really I really do. Oh, that's got me all thrown off my question asking game because now all I can oh, it's good. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Well, and and I think about I think about that that church and I wonder right and so to have this this type of insight to know all right you know that that the church itself is is there and it is stable and there mm-hmm. are generations still coming through mm-hmm. and the value that I got out of that church is mm-hmm. still the value that that 
kids are still continuing to get out of that mm-hmm. church and mm-hmm. and that uh, you know the the values of the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I couldn't I couldn't even tell you right compared to what you know where where Christianity as a religion has evolved to in the past mm-hmm. fifteen mm-hmm. to twenty years. Right, I couldn't tell you where yeah. the church stood on it mm-hmm. back then because I that was never a, a point of discussion, neither mm-hmm. in my household yeah. nor in the mm-hmm. church. It was just general mm-hmm. service, right, and and communion, and there wasn't. There wasn't really talk around, you know, how how the church can become more accepting. But to Mm -hmm. hear that that -hmm. the church has and is and that it was there was always that core foundation Mm -hmm. there that I may have never known it, but it's a good thing that it was. Well, one one thing I would like to say is uh, uh, my granddaughters, Mm -hmm. Uh, the uh, my oldest one. She's in Nashville now, going to Tennessee State. <coughs> excuse me. Excuse? And she said, there is not a church in Tennessee like Boscadale. Uh-huh. <coughs> excuse me. And you know how big that place is and how many churches. Yeah. But she missed the newsletter. She missed talking to Miss Laura. Miss Laura. <laughs> and uh, she said, you got to get me on the mailing list because I want to start reading the newsletter. And then uh, uh, Sheridan, Sheridan, Sheridan don't miss Sundays. Mm-hmm. She goes to church. But what I wanted to say is about uh, Noel. Noel is nine years old. And her daddy said <laughs> she got up yesterday at six o'clock. Wasn't it six o'clock? Getting ready for church because she was going with us. <laughs> and young man, at six o'clock in the morning, a nine-year-old getting up, getting ready for church. Well, it sounds like she takes after somebody <laughs> in the family, doesn't she, Kareem? Yes, <laughs> him. <laughs> Are you both early risers? He's not an early riser. Oh no, 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 no. I'm an early riser, uh-huh. but you know, I may miss a Sunday, but he, he, he won't. He won't. He won't. He won't. Uh, but. Um, and usually I have a good reason for missing. Uh, but just to think that Noel, nine years old, and she's getting up at 6 o'clock to get ready for church. Yeah. That's a blessing. That's something that is happening when she goes to that church Yeah. that she enjoys, and she will have it for the rest of her life. She may not know it right now, but she will have it. And just like you remembering things, yeah. she will. <coughs> Karina, I'm sorry. Excuse I don't me. have an easily accessible bottle of water. Uh, that's outside. okay. That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> but we, we've only got a few more minutes. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll save you that much. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll get you a drink soon. But the, uh, okay. Ah, uh, goodness. So, uh, well, we're now, now i got to figure out where the heck I want to go from here. The, um, well, the, I mean, just, just the service aspect. Right. Is this is this something that you feel like you've always had in yours? It's something that that you and Milton kind of stumbled into and kind of learned together as as you two grew in your relationship that you kind of decided that service was part of it. Or did you two both bring in an interest in service into your relationship and it just flourished together from there? I think we both brought in. Yeah. uh, Because of our parents. Okay. Oh, my gosh. My mama. (laughs) <laughs> my mother bless her heart I love her dearly she uh, first of all made us go to well no 
She insisted that we go to church. That's a good word. Okay. <laughs> now, my father would not allow my mother to go to church, so she never went. But I remember how she felt and acted when my father had passed away, and she could go to church. Huh. I mean, heaven opened up, you know, uh, to accept my mother, and not because she had died, but because she had come back to the fold. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was great. But we, we, in in my mom's house and our house, we were Ruth Lee's children, and if they needed anything done, they just called Ruth Lee. <laughs> and Mama gonna send one of them eight girls up to do whatever to us that they done. Eight girls. Eight girls, and we had, we had to go. We went to Sunday school, we went to morning service, we went to three o'clock service, we went to Baptist training union, and then we went to night service. So you've always uh, been a Baptist. Always been a Baptist. <laughs> but I don't know if that would have made any difference. It's just that we only had a Baptist church in my community. Yeah. So that's why. We, we grew up in the Baptist church. But because my mother had so many girls, we had to go to the church and make a fire in a pot belly stove with coal. <laughs> we had to do that at our house. Uh-huh. And then I was the cook. I loved to cook. Oh, my gosh. I used to cook with my sisters and charge them a quarter. And then when Mama found out I was charging to cook, oh, <laughs> my goodness, I got the beating of my life. But you've I, always I, been money minded, though. <laughs> maybe, but maybe, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I would. Uh, I love to make homemade rolls. So on Sunday morning, we had homemade rolls, and then they say they they they'd call when we got a phone. But before that, we Miss Jarvis would send somebody down and say, uh, "Mama want to know, does she smell rolls? You know." cooking the, the rolls when you bake them, mm -hmm. the homemade rolls. And, uh, one, well, yes, well, she wanted to know if she could get a couple rolls for dinner. A couple. Not a couple <laughs> of rolls. She wanted a whole pan of rolls for uh -huh. the kids, you know. But I enjoyed cooking. And uh, we did uh, work for uh, the people in the community that were older, that mama's girls. You know, Milton talked about taking that wagon. Uh -huh. to get the commodities. Uh -huh. We didn't have to take a wagon to get the commodities, but we had to do other things in the community to help the people. And uh, we didn't mind, and we dare say anything because that means Mama was going to get our backside. <laughs> and they would tell Mama, you know you're what your uh, daughter said, and they called by name. And, then, and one thing, we couldn't figure out how, <clears throat> when we did something mischievous, how Mama knew it, before we got home, uh -huh. because we didn't have a telephone. So how did she figure that out, or did, how did she know it? And we'd be in school, still haven't figured that one out yet, but <laughs> we were very, very uh, community-oriented, and uh, I think that it has, gone, has grown with us. And then Milton's family being the same way, him doing community work, uh, and it wasn't just that little wagon that he had. He did a lot of other things. And, you know, the fixing of the, um, the uh, furnace and, and air conditionings and things. So we both have, and it has just stayed with us. Uh, because, you know, train a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. 
So we are old now, and we're still <laughs> doing these things that we should we should be doing. Now, where where was this little town <laughs> where you grew up at, Kareem? Uh, I grew up in Hodges Park, Illinois, just north of Carroll, town okay. Sandusky. You know, I went to school at Dunbar Elementary School. And I did not know until I got up here in college and was collecting stamps that Paul Lawrence Dunbar was a black man. So we talk about Black History Month uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh, we're not being taught black history. Yeah. So I went to a black school and did not know until I was grown and married that Paul Lawrence Dunbar was a black man. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm not so quick to say what I didn't learn and, and why I didn't learn it. All I know is that I had uh, two black teachers. Not one of them mentioned Paul Lawrence Dunbar was a black man. Educator. Mm-hmm. And that ties into perfect segue, Kareem, <laughs> perfect segue, mm-hmm. that the importance of the African-American Museum of Southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. And like Milton said, it didn't start out as a physical location. It started mm-hmm. out as education in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it's great. Uh, we enjoy it. We have still have some hiccups, you know, and uh, we're wanting uh, uh, to uh, eventually go into the attic school building, and that's another story in itself. Oh. Um, and especially uh, the mural that uh, I don't know if you saw it when you was in there or not, but there's a lot of history behind that mural. And we had, ooh, Saturday, I guess it was, uh, we had this mural, and uh, quickly, it, it may have been destroyed uh, at the community school, but uh, someone took it out of the trash, and um, Mr. Davis gave it to me for the museum, and we had Niger to restore it. Uh-huh. And uh, the last person, and each one of the students drew a person in that mural. Mm-hmm. And the person that drew, the last person that drew someone passed away two years ago. And his granddaughter came by the museum on Saturday. She wanted to see the mural. And oh my, I talked to her on the phone probably for about an hour and a half. Yeah. And she said, well, I'm not gonna get there, but when next time I come back, I'm gonna come by and see you. And lo and behold, she came that evening and I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I said, she didn't say that she was coming by today, <laughs> you know. But Milton had talked to her before and he talked to her then. But it's a lot of history uh, in this in this city. Yeah. And it's a lot of history in the attic school. And we're hoping that uh, we will be smiled upon, and we will be able to get into the uh, attic school building, and we can continue with the museum, and it has a lot more space. And then we want it so that we can have other groups of people to come in yeah. that need some space and be respectful of what it is that we're trying to do. But uh, that school is, 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 is our goal. And... Uh, Right now, though, we have a very nice place, <laughs> and uh, people can't believe the difference it is in yeah. it from where we were located in the mall and where we are located now. But we have a whole lot more space now than yeah. what we had uh, when we was down on the west end of the mall. 
And right now we're almost in the, in the center of it. But it is beautiful. We get so many compliments and uh, questions about uh, the items that we have in there. And uh, we have some uh, people that are very generous. You know, they go to Africa and they bring back items. They no longer want them. They give them to us. Yeah. And then people that went to the uh, school up 10 years ago or the kids went, they've given us some of their uh, items that they've been holding on to. And, uh, you know, we are very, very uh, protective. It may, you may think that we're not, but we know what's in there and where it is. Yeah. And all you got to do is just do a eyeball around the room and you know if a piece is out of place <laughs> because we put it there and yeah. we know where it is and, and we enjoy it. And, and having the people to come in and uh, talk and talk and talk. and talk. Well, and we were talking about before starting this podcast about Edie and Emil. Oh. And they so so did they did they did they contribute artifacts to the museum as well as time and treasure or I wasn't sure cuz I know they were world traveled and had all sorts of stuff and They are they were are world traveled. Uh they haven't given us any artifacts. Okay. Well, unless you want to collect the books. <laughs> we got caboodles of books that they have donated to us. Mm -hmm. And caboodle just means it's a lot. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm, I'm following. I got a, the kid it's, and the caboodle. They I'm are <laughs> so, so wonderful. And Emil was in there when we had the grand opening. I remember. And he said, you know what? I was just thinking, you remember when you and, and, and Edie and I went out to dinner and we talked about a museum? I said, oh, my God, Emil, you know how long ago that was? <laughs> and he said, I still remember it. And they are very, very supportive of the museum financially. And uh, we have, uh, uh, we would not be able to make it as well as we are if it wasn't for Edie and Emil. And also Genevieve Howden. I don't know if you knew Genevieve. Did you I, know? I, I, didn't, I didn't. Oh, my gosh, the woman. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anybody that knows Genevieve Howden, she was quite a lady, quite a lady, and we have a great respect for her. And uh, she has since passed away, but we will remember her forever and a day because of her love for the museum and for her love of Milton and me. And uh, she was a hard worker to get me on that city council. Uh -huh. And uh, she was with the Green Party then. And it was basically the Green Party uh -huh. that got me into the uh, city council all those times that I ran. And uh, they were very, very good to me. And, uh, and of course, you mentioned uh, Hugh Muldoon with, <laughs> with, with Milton. But, uh, and, you know, I have not said it often enough. It was because of the Green party that I was elected to the city council uh, that I was uh, maybe not elected because it's a citywide vote yeah but they 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 put the leather to the oh I can't think of the phrase now oh the boots on the ground yes, yes. <laughs> they helped they helped they helped and uh, drilled me drilled me drilled me and it was it was a good time, and I didn't even know about the the uh, Green Party when I started running. I did not know anything about them, but uh, 
they wanted me because of some things that I have said I'd like to see accomplished and uh, we just moved forward mm-hmm. and you accomplished them we did we did <laughs> and I say we did you know we did it was it was good it was good I I don't have any regrets uh, I don't think I do <laughs> if you do, we're not going to remember them we're now. We're not going to yeah, remember don't worry about them yeah, now. I, I know. I think I'm getting older, so uh, my memory is not as great as it used to be. <laughs> and there are some things I probably didn't want to remember, so they're just gone, you know. <laughs> but uh, I still have a lot of, uh, of memories. And, uh, you know, and uh, Milton has been right there with me, so I have to say that. And I remember those 18-wheelers bringing them Girl Scout cookies in, and it's Girl Scout cookie time now. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh, you used to have two 18-wheelers, at least two, full of Girl Scout cookies. 18-wheelers. 18-wheelers. You don't have that now, but they used to come out to the Ramana Inn. It mm-hmm. used to be the Ramana Inn out there on the backside. They'd unload those cookies. We had to count the cases. First of all, Milton and I had to do the paperwork. Uh-huh. We had to order the cookies. So that meant counting each one of those pages, <laughs> making sure that everybody got what they supposed to and it was correct. Uh-huh. Then we had to collect the money. Uh, nope. No, we had to sort the cookies and give them to the people. Mm-hmm. Then we had to collect the money. And I finally told them in that Girl Scout office, and it was in uh, um, uh, here and then, mm-hmm. uh, this is too much money coming into our house. Somebody find out we're collecting all this money, they're going to break into our house. Mm-hmm. So then we started to have, because they bring cash. So then they started to, they had everybody to bring checks, uh, troop check, a money order, cashier's check or something. Uh-huh. And then it was easy to count because if you're counting your dollar off, you got to count it all over. Yeah. But when you got a check or whatever, paper money. It's right money, there. It's right there. You just match it up. And only one time, we did that for probably about 20 years or so. Uh-huh. And only one time that I can remember that we were short one case of cookies. And I told Milton, I said, when we get home, somebody's going to call and say they have an extra case. And lo and behold, when we got in the house, the phone was ringing because somebody <laughs> had an extra case of, card, a case of cookies. And we said, thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, but we never lost a case, never lost a case of cookies. And uh, we are supportive of the Girl Scouts. We love it. And as I said, you know, I'm a lifetime member. My daughter's a lifetime member. And we do whatever we can for the Girl Scouts. And uh, uh, we, we didn't stay in, as involved with the Boy Scouts as we did with the Girl Scouts. But uh, we enjoy it. Something special there. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, just like I hope uh, we've enjoyed this episode of the WTF Carbondale Podcast. <laughs> episode 99, Kareen McDaniel, uh, a life, well, two lives, Kareen and Milton both, uh, that yes. cannot be understated in this conversation. I hope you watch both of these through. If you've not watched Milton's yet, that'll be episode, what, this is 99. I had one in between, 97. 97. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good one, folks. Whatever that one may be. <laughs>